this is Joseph Carlson, and this is episode 109 of Gaming with Grief, and I'm calling this episode Finally Wholesome. But just to remind you guys, uh, this podcast will hit my website, www.gamingwithgrief.com, Monday morning at 7 a.m. Go there, leave a comment, let me know what you think of the show, or you can find me on Twitter, at JustLittleJoe. Go there, let me know what you think of the show, what I can do to improve, or you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Go there, give me the like, the subscribes, the stars, all that kind of stuff. Or you can find me on the Google Play Store if you have an Android device. Go there. Again, let me know what you think of the show or how I can improve. And you can go to gwgpodfellows at gmail.com and drop me a line and let me know again maybe how you heard about the show or what I can do to improve or something like that. So yeah, I'm calling this episode Finally Wholesome because like I said last week, I wanted to cover wholesome games, which what I'm going to do is first read a blurb. This kind of came to my purview because... You know, I was trying to find something to do to unwind, some kind of different experience in a game, get kind of burned out on shooting and hurting stuff. Uh, but um, this uh, article from Kotaku kind of came just a randomly, it just came in my news feed when I look at gaming news in the morning. And it made me not really care about the article because the article is about people who troll wholesome games, which seems really weird that you would kind of drag people that make wholesome games. But um, they basically reached out to uh, the CEO of Wholesome Games for a statement, and I'm going to read a little bit about what they do at Wholesome Games from um, the CEO. Um, I'm just going to read directly from the article. This was published on uh, it was published uh, on last Wednesday at 10:30 a.m. So that would be like the what the 9th of June. Um, at 10.30 a.m., John Walker wrote this on Kotaku.com, um, and the, the, the name of the article is Wholesome Games Responds to Backlash in the Classiest Way. You can go there and read it if you want, but really, uh, that was a really long way of saying. So they reached out to Wholesome Games to talk about uh, you know their website and for a response to what was going on. Uh, I'll just read from the article now. It says, we reached out to Wholesome Games to get their perspective. Regarding the, the Direct, which they did a Direct on 2021, I'm going to talk about that. Uh, co-founder Matthew Taylor tells us he hopes to make an entertaining showcase that's as fast-paced and exciting as E3 as E3's I grew up with and bring attention to any developers who otherwise might not get it. Regarding the negative response, he has a, a decent as ever uh, explaining, he's as decent as ever explaining that they understand why people are cautious about the label. We've come to find that the wholesome means a lot of different things to different people. Taylor tells us versus uh, via DM Twitter, those who follow us closely know our values just based on the uh, just based on the work we do. But the fact we published recently is just another way to get that message across, especially for, for those who might not know us that well. Hopefully, the fact that's FAQ by the way is a quick way to for people to learn more about us straight from the source. So uh, yeah, they just want to highlight independent developers that maybe don't get the kind of attention. And there, I watched both directs, which I'm going to talk about shortly. And I did see combat in those directs. I think people think that, oh, you're saying wholesome. That means there's no combat or any kind of drama or inherent splash to the game. But that's not true. I think this is just in another indie showcase, uh, kind of in a way, under the wholesome banner. So um, let me just get into this. I'll just get into the notes. And, and again, I would direct you to, well, their Wholesome Direct. It's on YouTube. It's called the Wholesome Direct. Uh, the first one was in 2020. It was published on uh, 5-6-2020. Uh, 
Uh, and I'm just going to go. They, they said this was their first ever direct as they advertised, and they went over 50 plus games. Um, I am just going to go over the highlights of what I thought was really, really cool. Um, there is a game called Button City. It's kind of a pixel polygon art style, like PS1 art style, but it's very vibrant. You play a bunch of anamorphic animals that are trying to save the arcade in their town. There is a demo on Steam, so I will be playing that. Uh, in the second half of this, uh, I'll pause after I give kind of this rundown of the directs, and then I'll play what I can. A lot of these games coming up are things that um, are on Steam. They're coming to like the Nintendo Switch. Some of them are basically every console, uh, but they haven't been released yet. So I can't really give a big review of these. And believe me, I tried. Like I, uh, I said, some of these stuck out to me, and I thought to myself, man, I really want to play these, but they're not available yet. So, But Button City actually has a demo in Steam, so I'm going to play that, and I'll report back to you um, what, um, you know, what I think of it. Uh, most of them either have a TBA for the release date or a, you know, soon or, you know, whatever. Um, Aaron Boy, which is kind of this post-apocalyptic, uh, you're basically a post-apocalyptic mail carrier, um, and you're just trying to help people out through the apocalypse. It's kind of chill. Uh, you know, some guy needs a sock. Um, it's pretty mellow. Uh, if you like that kind of like organizational kind of gameplay, you might like it. Um, yeah, um, Chicory is kind of a paint-by-numbers game where the color got taken out of a world. And I've actually heard Chicory kind of in the recent game press uh, because it's kind of been promoted lately. And, and it seems like the first time it was shown off was this Wholesome Direct. I don't know if that's true, but it seems to be getting a little bit of steam. Um, but yeah, you're basically trying to bring back color to the world. You have a paintbrush, you kind of swipe, and the world kind of lights up and blows up. That looks pretty cool. Um, the Spirit and the Mouse got some major Ratatouille vibes here in France. You play a mouse, but it's more of a puzzle game where you're trying to move through the environment. Uh, there's a spirit that kind of goes into electrical lines and kind of you know, starts a power box and you have to like connect the power so the spirit can move through to give power to a certain place. This is one of the little puzzles they show in the beginning, uh, but I think there's more of that. Um, the art style is really, it's pixely, but it's very like painted at the same time. It looks kind of cool. Um, uh, Sayori is, I put a big star by this game. Really cool. This like exploration game about aliens. You are like a six-legged alien that, that looks like a weird cross between Lilo and Stitch and that How to Train Your Dragon uh, animated thing, and you are on an uh, alien planet, and it looks like there's a little bit of combat stuff, but really everybody there is trying to f you know, find a home because everybody is kind of shipwrecked. I guess the ship landed like an arc. I may be kind of reaching with that, but it really just shows your alien trying to make it in this this other alien world, and uh, you know he's just trying to help people so they can kind of find their way. So that looked pretty good. Uh, I... Starred that, but I think that is just wishlisted on Steam. I don't think I can play that yet. Um, there's one called Bird Alone, which Bird Alone, it looks like this kind of like haiku thing where this parrot talks to you. But the more he talks to you, he talks in haikus. And when you move the cursor kind of around the screen, um, it makes like this kind of musical thing. So it kind of like goes together. There's like a beat to it. It looks really unique. Um the Witch in the Woods, I think if I'm remembering this one right, I tried to take notes, uh, is is like a 16-bit um, like kind of Stardew Valley game, but you get to catch animals and make potions and stuff like that. It looks pretty good. Um, Book of Travels, I put a massive star by this one. This is like this really minimalist art style 
really polygon, and they said it's a it's an online role playing game with other people, but it's very sparse, so it doesn't look like you're with a lot of people, and nobody really speaks. They have word bubbles come above their head, and it'll show like a symbol, like you want to talk to somebody. It'll show the portrait of another character, or it'll show an arrow for movement, or it'll show a song or something like that, or a musical note, and you have to kind of follow along with that. It looks really interesting. I don't think it's coming out till like mid-August, so I'll probably be checking that out uh, when I can. And not that's pretty much what stood out for me from the 2020 Direct, but there's another one that came out this year. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned this, but E3, the digital presentation of all the games is going on as I'm recording this. So this stuff is kind of coming off hot from the presses, as it were. And I watched the 2021 Direct, um, and I just took some more notes on what's coming up. Some of the things that were shown off were things that were um, shown off before in the 2020 Direct, but this time they maybe had a release date or something. First thing I'll say, um, it was part. I believe this is part of the Gorilla. Uh, collective showcase uh they do some pc stuff um some other stuff they've been in e3 past but this wholesome direct is part of that um which is kind of nice the first thing that jumped out to me was a game called bird problems where it was like this animated uh like low poly animated uh sitcom they called it a sitcom narrative game so uh, it seems like your bird is suffering from anxiety, and they have a laugh track along with it. So if you do something goofy, you'll hear a laugh track in the back, just like a sitcom. It looked really unique. Uh, you know, you got to navigate this bird through this stuff. A lot of animal, perfect animals in this, I'm not going to lie. But it, all the art styles were pretty unique. So, um, yeah. And this is a shout-out to everybody out there who has OCD or any kind of uh, organizational skills. There's a game coming out calling A Little to the Left, which is you literally just organizing photos, putting things in order. And, you know, uh, me, I'm okay. I don't have OCD. I don't really have that. But I could see if somebody really likes things in order and unpacking. There was a few of those games in this direct. I wrote down a little to the left because they had the creators on there giving like a little intro. But there was a few more games that I didn't write down. Because, again, I just wrote down what stuck out to me. Uh, but check out the direct and check out a little to the left if you like you know, that kind of like organizational stuff. It will be on PC. They did not re- have a, uh, a release date. Um, Skatebird. That's right, I said Skatebird. It's a game that I've been looking at for a while. It's really, really unique. Uh, you, are a skate- you are a small bird on a skateboard on little tiny ramps. You're trying to get as many points as you can. You're trying to do all the tricks. You're trying to do the flips. This time, though, I've heard about this game for a while. I didn't see a release date. But this time, the developer had a camera on the controller he was using, which was an Xbox One controller. And he talked about how he tried to minimize the amount of button pressing you had to do. And I thought, man, I'm old. My hands hurt from working with my hands my whole life. This is great. But I thought about uh, an accessibility you know, option of it. Of, like, you know, if you don't have the most fine motor skills and can't hit 900 buttons in a min- minute to do a spin... I thought this was great, and he said that there's tons of options in there for accessibility. You can turn this off, and they showed the menus, and he showed how, you know, with this camera on the controller, how he was able to limit the amount of inputs you do into the game. And so not only do I think Skateboard looks amazing by trying to get points and being in a little, little adorable little bird on a skateboard trying to get as many points as possible, but I'm probably going to turn all those things on because I just want a chill experience. I just want to chill out and be a bird, you know, flipping around, and that's right flipping the bird anyway uh yeah um there's a game called lake which uh you basically just play as a mail carrier you quit your busy job like an adventure game the art style is really amazing you know you think with these indie studios you're like man this looks kind of rough but i understand you know they don't have a hundred person team for art and assets i really like the look of lake 
Um, I think it's pretty unique. Uh, check it out. Again, I don't. I didn't see a date on Steam, but I'll see uh, when I dig into this and get to the second half and play some of these chill games. I'll see if I can play it and report back. Um, we are OFK. Another game that I thought was interesting. An adventure game about um, teens, it seems like, or young adults is trying to make it in the world. And what stuck out to me is most adventure games or uh, stuff like that, you know, you have one person on one side and it's like them just sitting there as art and then a text bubble show up and then someone standing on the other side of the screen and a text bubble show up and kind of tell you this is what's happening and you read text and you read text. This was fully voice acted and I, just a little trailer they showed uh, seemed very genuine and moving. And this idea that one of the, one of the characters is a mu- musician, they're trying to make their way in the world, and um, it just seemed different than what I've seen for kind of adventure games or narrative games. That idea that, you know, it's um, fully voice acted. A lot of these, they ask people to please wish list them because uh, that increases, I guess, visibility on Steam. Uh, so I would tell you, um, go check it out. And if you like it, then wishlist it. They'll help them out. Uh, there's a couple more I got to talk about. Kiwi. You are literally playing the kiwi animal. You know that weird looking bird that doesn't have wings. And you have a big beak. Yeah, you're a mail carrier. And it's called Kiwi. K-E-Y-W-E. It's coming out August 31st. That's also on Steam. It just looked kind of adorable. You know, just hopping around these little small pen, uh, kind of diorama environments. The camera pulls in really close and you just kind of hop around delivering your mail. And it looks like it's two players so you can try to beat the other player. So that looks pretty cool. Um, a walk with uh, Yaya is like this adorable 8-bit kind of Game Boy game where you are literally trying to walk your grandma across the street because she just had a bad fall. The developer had his grandma on to do the intro, and the idea is that you, in the game, you just want to walk your grandma around and keep her safe because, again, she fell while she was walking and she doesn't want to fall again. You meet people in town. You help people with little missions like somebody lost their cat, it looks like, or at least you pet the cat. Um, again, it's just a chill game. You got to keep your grandma safe. Who doesn't want to keep their grandma safe, man? Um, the Gecko Gods. This is a game where you play as a gecko, crawling on things. You jump on things and use your mouth to grab chains to get yourself to the next section. Uh, you'll maybe hit something with your tail. It'll knock a ball down. It'll open a door. It looks like you're moving through these ancient ruins. I really like the art style, and I like kind of being an unconventional person without opposable thumbs to play so that looks good and gecko gods and guys i gotta tell you about this i've looked at this game like two three times it's called battle cakes battle cakes and you get to play as a cupcake that's right it's a turn-based battle game where you get to play this incredibly um violent cupcake i'm not not violent it's very whimsical the art style i'm thinking of the new my little ponies animation which i haven't really watched an episode but i've seen I've seen the animation, I've seen clips and stuff online, I'm not a brony, but this has that same kind of bright art style with a lot of color, and you play a cupcake, and you pet other animals, like there's a, there's a cat that looks like a, a maple bar, yeah, and you're just going through the world in this turn-based thing, defeating other confectionery, so who doesn't want to do that, they just, and all, all the cupcakes, you have like a party of cupcakes, there's three other cupcakes behind you, I don't know if you're vanilla or strawberry. This sounds really good. Maybe I just want a cupcake right now. Anyway, I looked at this game two or three times. You can wish listen on Steam, but it isn't going to be available for uh, a while. So you got a little bit of time to wait. Um, yeah, there's um, Sally. I guess like Sally Forth. Uh, I like the art style, and you basically live on this giant airship. You're like a kid in a class. Uh, there's a forest on this airship. 
um, and it pans out. I don't know if you're going places, but that's pretty unique. You know, I don't know if you probably have to, it was just a little intro cinematic, but it looks interesting, you know. Um, I got to say Rainbow Billy. Uh, that is another whimsical fighting game, and I just like the name of it, Rainbow Billy. Uh, check that out. Cloud Jumper, you are a tugboat in the sky. A little bit like some other games we talked about, like Sally and stuff like that. But the art style is really cool. And you get in these warp gates and go to different places. It looks like you explore quite a bit. And you can actually stop and talk to people. It appears that no one is piloting the tugboat. That when you stop, there's a word bubble that appears above your head. And then when people talk to you, there's another word bubble that appears their head to answer. Uh, and so, yeah, it just, there's something about that art style that really um, hit me, you know. Uh, there's Witchery Academy, which is like a graphic novel slash turn-based battle thing. I really liked it. looked like a comic uh, as you were battling people and stuff like that. That was pretty cool. So those are the things that stood out to me from the Wholesome Direct 2021 uh, and 2020. Um, and what I'm going to do in the next part of the podcast is I've been playing. I'm not going to say they're totally wholesome, and it's not like there isn't combat in the game, but combat is not the uh main objective of the game and so i again i just want to try something new kind of get out of my uh, wheelhouse of the standard games i play and so yeah that's what i'm going to report on next so i'll see you guys in a bit hello i'm back and i just want to let you guys know i just got done playing button city i don't know why i pause like that i guess i thought it would be cooler anyway i just finished playing button city what if you which if you remember uh, I covered, of course you remember because I just went over it a couple minutes ago to you, but uh, it was covered in the Wholesome Game Direct 2021 and 2020. They played it in both, the trailer for it in both. But what they did announce, I think in the 2021 was, is there it was a free demo on Steam. So I downloaded the demo and played it. So let me just start out by saying I apologize for my dogs. They have been sleeping all morning in the moment. I got to record this when I have time. They come in here and they start chewing bones and they're loud. Just gonna let it go for a second. Yeah, you hear that? Anyway, uh, so I just got done playing Button City, actually last night. Uh, the demo is short, but it is really, really good. Uh, it's immediately adorable. Uh, it's got like a low poly art style. You know, everything looks really PlayStation Two, but it, like the colors are really vibrant. You play Fennel, who is a fox. Uh, who just kind of gets up in the morning and his friend Sorrel calls him, another fox, and says, hey man, you got to get to Button City, uh, the arcade. Uh, it's kids day. We got to try this out. You know, they're giving away free, they, they, they got the machines open basically. I'm paraphrasing. So you can actually go around your room and interact with stuff, which is fun. Uh, there's a game console, which I didn't write down the name of, but it looks adorable. Uh, and then you go outside and you kind of see how fast travel and movement work. You go outside and everything's kind of like on a pad. You can kind of see the sky around you. And uh, when you want to go somewhere, uh, the fast travel thing comes up. Uh, and each uh, location is kind of like on a tile. So you, you swap up or down with the arrow pads, and it'll be like the cafe, Button City. Here you go. Now, here's the deal. In the demo, it looks like you could have traveled to a lot of different places. I think I saw the cafe and the playground. I immediately went to Button City because if your friend calls you at like 8 in the morning and says, Hey, man, you got to get down to Button City. They have free games. Being a 12-year-old, like I think uh, Fennel is, uh, if someone had called me, which never happened when I was young, by the way, arcades, I don't think open their games up. Uh, if my friend would have called me at 9 in the morning, which it looks like it's a morning, I don't know what time it is. But he calls you and says, hey, you got to get down here. They've opened up all the games. I would immediately go to Button City. 
So that's why I immediately went to Button City. Uh, and I, you interact with people there. Uh, can I just say right now, Chive, I don't, uh, I don't think I appreciate the shade. Because what happens is you find out there's the... <laughs> they called him um, the Scrub Squad. Uh, but that's not their name. And you have to fight them in a... I want to say it's Go Bobo Bots. Because uh, I think they didn't want to get sued. There's an arcade game. And I think this is where the crux of the game comes about. So yeah, you can interact with people in the environment and talk to them. Uh, people, you know, you ask people, hey, do you want to be on my team? Blah, blah, blah. Um, so what happens is uh, if you find the right people, because you have the prompt with everybody. I picked Chive because he looked pretty awesome. But he was also, again, throwing shade. He said something about, you know, he wanted your friend Sorrel and I believe Lavender to play. All the... Uh, Animals have like adorable names like chives, cilantro, um, what is there, uh, lavender. Um, I think someone else is named Honey, uh, but they all have names like that. And uh, he says, you know, I don't uh, chive, which again, I don't appreciate a chive, okay? I've been working hard. I just woke up, and I just want to play some free games. And you say that you'll join my squad if, you know, I get certain people on there like Sorrel and Lavender and that I'm a scrub and you don't want to carry people on your back. And I feel kind of accosted by that, you know. And uh, anyway, I got Chive on my team because apparently he looked. I don't know something about him. I'm like, yeah, you're throwing me shade, but I kind of believe you could beat these guys. So basically, after you get your squad, uh, you go and play. Uh, you go challenge Scrub Squad to go, 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 bots. There is an intro scene where they said, that's not our name. We hate that name. Everybody calls us it. Uh, and you play. You actually zoom into the arcade, the go, bo, 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 bots. Uh, if I'm saying that right, I'm probably adding too many vowels but you go in there and you you play the game so it zooms in and you're playing a new game and it's kind of like a little 2d 3ds low poly kind of action game where you play these little weird fruits that go along they have weapons you hit like a tree grab fruit and you put them in a big blender which is kind of cool so you get like three minutes the first team with the most amount of tree you know fruits to the blender wins you can hit people there's speed tokens you can pick up uh, if someone hits you with a weapon because some people have hammers some people have like boomerangs uh when you get hit you lose life uh and then it's a little bit like uh pac-man that if you go out uh then you uh become a ghost and you flow back to home base and become real again there's a little quick time event which if you time correctly uh i think you have to hit space uh with the quick time event, you move faster to get back to home base and get healed uh if your teammate grabs you they can heal you and you're back up but i lost twice that's right Scrub Squad beat the crap out of me. Um, I didn't realize uh, that there is speed tokens, but I beat Scrub Squad, and that was the end of the demo. So I tell you this to say that this kind of sets up the template, I think, I think, uh, for the rest of the game. So one, um, you know, this is how the fast travel works. You swipe between these tiles and go there. You can interact with the environment and talk to people. It looks like there's little side missions going on. Like, you can talk to people, and they're like, oh, I'm doing fine. But again, this is the demo, so I don't know how deep they went into that. But... I think um, the template is you're at Button City. You know, if you read the uh, blurb about the game that Steam has, I think the developers wrote it, uh, that basically you're trying to save the arcade. It's going to close down. So uh, in the trailer, they show you go into several games and play them like racing games, and there was another game. So I think that's the template. Uh, maybe you have to beat people or something. I don't know how that's going to shake out. But it was really, really fun, and it was very chill. It was a great way. Like, I played it for like 35 minutes. 
Um, it was great. I loved it. I definitely recommend it if you're looking for something chill. You know, everybody's adorable. There's no cursing or swearing or like anybody. There's violence, but it's all cartoon. You hit someone with a boomerang, they go sideways. Like nobody explodes. There's no beheadings. Uh, you could play this with your kids and be like, yeah, it's really fun together, you know? And then there's, you know, all the little dialogue options. Uh, you can find all this stuff. It looks like there's achievements, but those aren't locked because it's a demo, obviously. So maybe there's little things to find or do in there. Um, I don't think they've announced a price, but I think they said it's coming out on the third quarter of this year. You can play the demo on Steam. Please check it out. Uh, again, demos are free. Uh, I'm going to play another game now that wasn't part of the Wholesome Game Showcase, but it was shown to me on YouTube because I was clicking on all these trailers for these Wholesome Games, uh, and I'll give you my impressions of that. So again, this was my impressions of Button City. Uh, it's a demo on Steam. Check it out. Uh, it's a really sh uh, short demo, but it's also a small file. So I don't know if you're, you know, your computer, you know, maybe you don't got a lot of space on there. And I think uh, this isn't very demanding. So again, it's low poly. I'm sure if you have a laptop or something, you could probably run this game. So uh, yeah, that's my first impression of uh, my kind of like demo impressions of Button City. I love it. Uh, a lot of, I think, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but I want to mention it again. In the Wholesome Direct, a lot of people mentioned the people running the Direct and also the developers when they would have them be on screen for a little bit. Please wishlist the games on Steam that show Steam that you're interested in them and that could help out their visibility. So that way, you know, uh, purchases help, obviously. But just wishlisting something, I guess, on the back end of Steam, you know, math is hard and I don't understand algorithms, but uh, they were saying that it helps visibility of the game. So I just want to reiterate that. I'm sure I mentioned that in my intro. Uh, I recorded that a while ago uh, and edited it, but now I'm to this. But yeah, please wishlist the games on Steam. If you hear anything that I talked about, uh, if it hits your fancy, and I've wishlisted Button City, and it is ready to go, so that way when the game releases, if it isn't $70, which I doubt very much, most of the indie titles are budget-priced, and not in a bad way, they just are. So yeah, so I will see you guys in a bit, and I will talk about uh, another game that got sent to my uh, whatever soon. Uh, talk to you guys. Bye. I'm back. Oh, man, that was so long ago. No, I just got done playing the demo for a game card called Terra Nil. It's on Steam as well. I think Steam is doing um, like the Next Fest or a Summer Fest where they're um, just showing a bunch of uh, demos, things like that you can download and play, kind of show them off to people. There's broadcasts so you can watch people play the game live. I just spent a half hour playing Terra Nil which is kind of this reverse sim. So usually in a sim, you know, you have to make the roads, all that kind of stuff, manage people. This is more about managing terrain. Uh, it's basically the post-post-apocalyptic uh, place. You have a set amount of resources, and you place wind turbines, uh, terraforming machines, and greenery to kind of revitalize the area. And I kind of like this take because... Like I said, in most management sims, it is, um, you know, build a road that'll get people to work or, you know, in the sims, like build this house, you know, have a party. I've barely played a sim before, but, um, you know, this is very low kind of, there is a fail state, which I reach, which is why I stopped. You have a set amount of resources. You set these wind turbines, uh, kind of terraforming machines you set water pumps down because there's natural terrain like riverbeds that you have to like repump and get water you can set down different arboretums and things you can put beehives down to pollinate 
you know, on a tree to pollinate areas. Uh, it's kind of cool because you'll see like birds start to come back. Uh, you, you have a machine that will basically create wetlands. You can do like a controlled burn as well and burn an area and then build a more lush forest in the place of what you've built. Um, everything is solar powered and stuff like that. I like it because I think the music is really chill. And I'm kind of doing this, <clears throat> excuse me, with another piece of software that I'm experimenting with now. But this is a more chill form of it. Uh, you have to balance types of biomes. So whether you have grasslands or wetlands or like uh, lush forests, those are like on a like spindle dial. So they'll go up and down depending on if you burn an area that was a wetland, but create a lush forest that will obviously have more of the pie. It's cut into thirds. So that way you can uh, balance all that stuff. Again, I did hit a failed state, so I, I'm a terrible gamer. Um, no, I, it's, uh, you know, like when I started all this, I think some of it is, you know, we all want to try new stuff and try new things. I've been thinking about that a lot as I've been listening to E3 coverage and it kind of seemed like the, you know, the wholesome direct, obviously, which I covered, but a lot of the games were the same old thing. You know, it was, uh, you know, shoot this, punch this, stab this. Um, and I was really, I was really surprised by, you know, I kind of want to get out of my comfort zone and try something different. You know, I, I, I'm seriously thinking of, I've done it before, but trying a, like a JRPG, I know that's violent, but I, it's the idea that I don't normally play JRPGs. I also don't normally play racing games, but I know with Xbox Game Pass, there's a lot of options out there if I want to play a racing game and stuff like that. I think that'll be my next thing is to really dive into a racing game or something. It's just try to get out of my comfort zone. And that's kind of what this was about, was about, uh, you know, this, this episode was about finding something that may be a little bit off the beaten path independently game wise and then try it out you know and uh yeah both button city and terra nil uh there's no death so far i mean with terra nil you're basically dealing with something that's dead already so it doesn't really matter um with button city you're just kind of experiencing these quirky arcade games and hanging out with your animal friends so um yeah, I think uh, I, I enjoy both of them. Again, I've said this before, but I'll say it again. If you like any of the games on Wholesome Direct that I've covered, check them out. Wishlist them on Steam. It seems like that's mostly where most of these games are. Uh, some of them have planned release dates. Some of them don't. Again, some of them also have demos, so check those out. Uh, Terra Nil had a demo. Button City had a demo. And Steam is doing this thing right now where they're trying to push out these independent games and kind of show how great they are uh and show off the creators you know sometimes you get a little one minute interview with the creator with the wholesome direct they talk about the game um and it's you know it, it, it's way different than triple a development it's like hey what if it was just a game about organizing your bedroom you know some people that really scratches an itch you know a big game that i've heard now that i might try out also is a power wash simulator um which is gratifying because you basically get a power washer and you get to power wash uh, you know, a house and make it look great. So you could go, God, that's dumb. I don't want to do that. I got to power wash something in real life. I get it. But you know, if you're doing some job where you're like, man, I just wish I could just keep this as orderly as possible. You know, it's my life is chaotic. I think, I think that's why some of these games are out is just to keep things as, you know, is put order in places where there isn't order. And if that has to come in a digital form, then so be it. 
So, um, yeah, I had a good time. I definitely want to dig into more of these games and check out if there's more demos out there. Um, but I think that's going to be it this week, guys. So, and gals. And whoever you are. Um, yeah, so just remind you guys, this podcast will hit my website, www.gamingwithgrief.com, Monday morning at 7 a.m. Go there, leave a comment below the episode, let me know what you think. The show, maybe how you found the show, uh, what I can do to improve. Go to Apple iTunes, uh, subscribe to the podcast there, give me the likes, the stars, all that kind of stuff. You know, what a great person I am. I love that stuff. No, just give me what you think of the show. And again, how you heard of the show and stuff like that. And if you're an Android user, you can go there uh, to the Google Play Store and subscribe to the podcast there. I don't do Spotify or anything like that. I'm an old man. I barely figured out the Google Play Store, which is weird. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, you can also drop me an email at gwgpodfellows at gmail.com. So go there. <clears throat> Again, let me know how you heard of the show or what you thought of the show. Um, or you can find me on Twitter at Just Little Joe. So go there to those places and drop me a line. Uh, still don't have any mail. Episode 109. That's fine. I'll keep doing this. Uh, you guys have a good week. Uh, gals have a good week. Everybody out there have a good week. Um, and I'll talk to you next week. And have a good Father's Day, everybody. Bye.